One quick lifestyle question, Waikiki or the rest of the island? Which you like better? When your bankroll gets shot, then you're out of business. Bang, bang! Burger that's not even hot, because I don't I even like pickles. I only say no pickles because I want to make it fresh. I finally, I picked them up and threw them on top of a wasp. I'm like, come on, John. You know what? When you're running good and you're making tons of money year after year, I leave immediately rat hole style. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. It's the return of the Fezzik Focus Podcast. This is the week 11 NFL edition of the Fezzik Focus Pod. I'm AJ Hoffman. Joined once again after a week hiatus by my guy, Mr. Steve Fezzik, the only two-time Super Contest champion. Steve, how are you? I'm okay. Took a bye week under unfortunate circumstances. Want to thank everyone for all the, the nice messages and well wishes that I've received after a long illness and it was expected. My mom did pass away. So a uh, rough week, but um, we're all getting through it, and it's kind of a nice distraction to be back back to uh, making some money. Yes. Uh, of course, yeah, and it's uh, it, I mean, let, let's just I, this sounds cold in a way, but the truth is, it's like during football season is the worst time to have anything personal happen in your life. It's like you, it, it, deaths are the one thing that you have no control over. Somebody asks you to go to a wedding, you can just say, no, don't ask me to go to a wedding during football season. This is one of those things that's just kind of out of everyone's Dear name. Mr. Kraft, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm unable to attend your wedding. By the way, who who gets married at age 72 after, like, being... Billionaires. Uh, being exposed, like, in, like, this masseuse alleged misconduct? Bil- billionaires do that, Fez. Come on. Do they? Yeah, of course they do. Then they become half billionaires rapidly. Yeah, they got yes. to give it to some young prize. Mm. So, uh, all right, let's start it off week 11 the way we know normally do with a fez tale. Let's go back in time. 1985, my first ah. trip to Las Vegas. So I'm just tw- age 21. And yeah, I, I got good memories of old Las Vegas. So I flew out. This was, I believe, in April. Took a little break for the weekend. And it was my senior year, um, industrial engineering I was studying. Well, I guess this was 1986. And um, I went with my buddy, Joel Chazlowski. And correction, I was my junior year. Uh, I'm shocked they had enough time because they kept us so busy. But um, the sophomore year was the killer one at Northwestern with all the labs for physics and chemistry. So we went out for a weekend, Dan Barron, our buddy, and uh, we had a great time. We stayed at the marina, which is a little hole-in-the-wall casino was. I think currently the MGM, the mansion, is right sits in the site where the, the old marina used to sit. So a small, little, dumpy casino. Had a great time. You know what I really miss? I miss the fact that Everywhere during when baseball was going on that they would take out their little lead pencils and as soon as a half inning would end, they would update the score with great penmanship and each and every property. And what's amazing is now all the boards are electronic. And guess what, AJ? They're a good two and a half innings behind oftentimes doing the updates everywhere across town. And people would argue, well, everyone has a cell phone now. They can just look up the score. But nothing, I mean, it's, it's not the same as actually seeing it on the board. And, you know, that's kind of been the way with... All the uh, the casinos, all they do is show what's coming up in terms of action. It's like they can't wait at the end of the day to, like, scrub the board down and put up the overnights, and you can't even get any of the finals anymore. I, mi- I miss the old days. But then again, if I went back to the old days, I'd, I'd be like, I can't believe I can't see any of the games on TV, and I'm just watching a ticker that scrolls along. I have no idea what's going on. All I know is it's Hawaii 10, BYU 55, 
and I have no idea what the situation is and how it's impacting my bet on, um, let's make it Hawaii 10, BYU 35, and my Hawaii plus 28, and is it going to hold up? So you were, what, 21-ish yeah. when you first came out here? Yes, and I loved Vegas, Amelia, every aspect of it. I loved all the, the food specials were unbelievable. The 99 cent shrimp cocktails, the dollar 99 steak and eggs at, at night, and you know they're still out there in Vegas. We'll talk about one here before the end of the pod. You know, I, I was watching the. Um, have you seen the Elvis movie? I have not. Oh, I was watching it, and it it made me wish that like I'd ever gotten to see the Vegas how it was, you know. And and obviously Elvis dies in the late 70s, but when he was doing his uh, his residency at the International Hotel, mm-hmm. and they show the International Hotel, I'm like. Hey, that's the Westgate. Mm-hmm. And I, I had no idea that that was, it used to be called the International Hotel. But, like, it, you see some of these things, like the Stardust and the Sands, and it's like, how cool would it would have been to see that. And I'm guessing some of those were still up when you were when you were first coming out. Oh, I stayed at the Stardust numerous times, got comp to William B's, their steakhouse. And the, you know, it was neat just to get comp to Tony Roma's and their, um, their coffee shop and the old Stardust. They'd give out plaques and money on Friday night. How did you get tickets to win those? By playing parlay cards. So that was it. Brings they, they used to encourage you to play parlay they, cards. They, we used this as an excuse. Oh, I'm, try, <laughs> I'm trying to win the plaque. Yeah, like I really want to get the um, the, uh, the, the Emmett Smith plaque. Like that's they, yeah, I still have some of those. You know, carry over from like like 30 years ago. If you did like old Vegas, I, I will say you know you live in a neck of woods that kind of reminds me of early early Vegas. The stretch up and down Boulder Highway with mm-hmm. all the little casinos there, and even the in, in old Henderson, the Water Street. Yes, that's um, that's kind of like Reno divided by four. That little stretch there, you know, it's like they, they they've got um, the Pass Casino, they've got a um, an Emerald ice, Isle, Emerald Isle. They got an they they have an ice arena. It, 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 they got some cool bars like biscuits and bourbon. Any oh, place great spot. Any place named Biscuits and Bourbon yeah. is worthy of your business. Two things I love: a couple breweries. On, I, I love Water Street, mm-hmm. and it's growing. It's growing up nicely. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a hot spot here pretty soon. All right, let's jump into the action and let's talk about a game that we talked about early this morning on Straight Out of Vegas AM, and we were talking about the Indianapolis Colts and the Philadelphia Eagles. Talk about how this line has moved, why it's moved, when it was good, when it stopped being good. Yeah, so Indy starts out plus nine, all right, which makes no sense in the world because all the questions got, all the boxes got checked for Indy last week. Um, Turns out their incompetent coach might be able to coach because I certainly did a nice job in his first game. Their injured running back, Jonathan Taylor, looks to be 100%, looks to be fully back to 100%. Um, quarterback Sam Ellinger is not playing. We're going to get Sam. We're going to get Ryan playing. Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, Matty, clearly the better quarterback. Yeah, Matty lukewarm, better than you know, cold as ice Ellinger, um, or or warm as as all anything Ellinger. The bottom line is that's an upgrade of quarterback, running back, and the coach is not the downgrade that we expected at least temporarily. Indy was a take plus nine. So then fast forward. What's this? The Eagles. Not only do they stink up the joints. But they get injured as well. Dallas, oh my Goddard, is out for a while. Um, their wide receiver, AJ, AJ Brown. Brown, is injured. Um, one catch, seven yards returned. I don't know if he's going to play next week, and maybe he's going to be compromised if he is. The bottom line is that all the wise guys were cutting in line to bet Indy plus nine. Nine is a dead number. Eight is a fairly dead number. So if they liked Indy plus nine before Monday night, they're going to love Indy plus eight after what transpired. And we talked about this right at SOV AM. By the way, how do I... 
Um, how do I listen to SOVA? I don't want to hear a spot. I don't want to hear people like the Spotify. Find it on your Spotify. I am incompetent. Make it easy. Wherever you get your podcast. No, that's wrong answer. No, that's the right answer. That's, Where do you think podcasts originate? I don't Fez? do podcasts on Twitter. I go to Twitter and I click the link. Do you oh. did you tweet it every morning? No. Hey, um, it, uh, Fezzik, it will automatically populate to your phone every day. This is how normal humans operate. I'm like the old guy. Get off my lawn. The only the, the old guy doesn't go to Twitter every day to click a link. The old guy wants it to be as easy as possible. I'm telling you, if you find the link on Twitter, which is is pinned, and you say subscribe. The show will just show up on your phone every morning. No I, work whatsoever. I have a bar bet for you. Okay. Okay. I want you to tweet out SOVAM all week long this week. Okay. If you don't pull your best numbers you've ever had for that show, the, for the, the, this week by 20% versus any other week, I'll buy you dinner. Okay. Bet? That's a bet. Yeah, of course. Uh, as soon as you tweet it, then I can retweet it. <laughs> can so, we hear a ka-ching? So immediately you've got 68,000 extra Thank people you. that are going to be able to see it instead of me giving this bullshit of find some nebulous thing on some Spotify. Where would you like it to be? I want it on Twitter. Every a, day. You want to go to every, Twitter and click on it every day yes. and have it play. And I'm going to retweet it every day as soon this as you This is so counterproductive, it. just so you know. Retweet it, it so you win the bet. I it like it. It takes eight seconds. That's not counter. It's so you productive. Could, you could cut out that eight seconds and just, instead of opening your phone and going to Twitter and finding me. It's a reminder. Clicking. No, but it's a reminder that, that at this, and now, oh, is it ready yet? Oh, it's still not ready. It's still not ready. Now I know the second it's ready, you're going to free. Oh, you're saying I get a reminder anyway. You get a reminder on your phone. All right. I'm, I'm just bear <laughs> I'll, with me. I'll show you after this podcast we got, we what got to a, do. We got a bar bet on this. Okay. Or, okay we got a dinner bet on this. Okay. So we're, we're getting down to where it's Indy plus eight. Now, obviously, the sharp money wants some of this Indy plus eight with the injury news. How long does the eight last? Till 7 a.m., okay. right? So you've got till 7 a.m. to get plus eight, to get plus seven and a half. And then finally, 7 a.m., the books start to open up here on the West Coast. They've been open on the East Coast. One media influencer releases Indy plus seven and a half minus 120. And that puts the kibosh, Adam Chernoff, and that puts the kibosh on. A little late after you it, gave still, it out plus eight early, early this morning, five o'clock. That's uh, right. Not everyone's up at 5 a.m. Not yeah. everyone's on their Spotify at, not, at, at 5 a.m. But should those be. who were should be. <laughs> so bottom line is you had till till 7 a.m. So this, this is an example. I used to manage people as a betting syndicate. Now I, I consult with you know very, some s- several groups. But this is an example. If you showed me and you said, Fez, I bet Indy plus 7 minus $1.10. All right, the line's 6.5. I got closing line value. I would still lose my mind. I'd be like, what am I paying you for? You had all week to get nine, eight and a half, eight, seven and a half. Okay, I recognize it's Tuesday. Now, you can say you, you realize, you can understand why maybe nine wasn't as appealing. That's fine. But once once Monday Night Football happened and there were still eight, eight and a halves out there, you have to get that, and, right? And, and if you're just betting the NFL, you're like, oh, boy, I already saw the wise guys move on this game. All right, hey, here's another kick at the can. I can get, I can get it, Indy. Everything is there, so what I'm, what I'm telling you is that um, it may look sharp to have Indy plus seven. It may win, but you're really you're getting it to it late, and, and the difference between that is – and I'll, I'll use an example. The guys I know that bet for a living, they all make six figures that know what they're doing, and the, the reason is they would never bet Indy plus seven. I mean they might – you know, for peanuts, but they'd be disgusted at themselves, and they would bet if they normally bet five thousand, they might bet five hundred on something like that. And so here, but here's an example: it wouldn't surprise me 
if we don't see a, a bunch of um, handicappers and we're chock full of Indy plus seven, lay a dollar 15 that wasn't even existing, you know, that's going to be out there in terms of plays that are released, um, fire those handicappers. Hire the handicapper that gave you the plus seven and a half or higher. And if the guy gave you plus nine, well, then make him your go to guy, Spotify that dude. And it looks like there's, I mean, even the sevens will have some closing line value because as it, as it gets down, it's now six and a half pretty much everywhere. If it gets back to seven, do, is there a possibility that you'd want to be, be involved in a teaser on Philly? Like, just, just so you're saying Philly wins the game? Um, I'd have to evaluate. I always, okay. people ask me questions like that. I say, ask me a post in terms of what I think. Um, be careful about closing line value. If the line closes 6.7 and you got plus seven, yeah, you beat the closing number. But remember, you're not playing plus seven even money. You're playing plus seven minus a dollar ten. You sure. got to beat it by a significant amount. And I guess that goes into our next topic about the importance of always considering playing great bets back. Yeah, and let's talk about that because you had a lot of value in your pocket. Well, you thought you had a lot of value in your pocket last night going into the Monday night football game. Game of the year, Philly-Washington. What kind of numbers were you able to find? So I've got, I can't even believe it. I've got anywhere from Philly Pickham. I can't believe I got Pickham. How is that possible? But certainly minus two and a half, minus three and minus four, and even one bet at minus four and a half um, that I bet anywhere, excuse me, from May all the way up to September 22nd. So I kind of stopped betting Philly game of the year, uh, middle of September. If you recall, these two teams played early in the year and Philly was laying six. Mm-hmm. And I said, why are we laying six on the road when we can play Philly on the game of the year minus five at all? Right. And then immediately went to seven when that news got out. Um, but um, whenever people ask me, Fez, the line's 11, I've got a Philly minus four. What should I do? I almost always say it is rarely wrong, it's a lot of almost and rarely, rarely is, to play something back. You don't have to like play the whole thing back, but you just feel like a complete and utter doofus when you've, you're sitting on you know minus three and your team loses outright and you're like, why didn't I just t- take a little nibble on plus 11? Um, and certainly, and that's what I did is I, I played some first half plus seven half, some first half plus seven even money, some game plus 11, and some second half plus seven half. And so basically rogue numbers, and that's the beauty of a Monday night game. Mm-hmm. You always get rogue numbers on the dog. You can always get help versus the marketplace if you shop around, especially if you've got people that like the other side. So Is that with most standalone games or just particularly stand- Mondays? Yeah, no, standalone games. Mondays are the, probably the best, but Sunday night certainly applies. Thursday night certainly applies. Curiously, uh, London... No, oftentimes, if there's mm-hmm. a big favorite, that you can get you can get a bargain on the dog as well. That didn't really happen with Tampa Seattle. I didn't see any rogue numbers on that game, but that um, um, I, I, APB always play back. And you know, it, this could be more psychological than anything else. Hitman and I argue about this all the time. The Hitman's like the market's efficient. If you bet minus three, unless you bet you know way 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 more than you should have, you shouldn't play anything back on Washington plus eleven. And then I come over the top and say, it's a Monday night football game. Philly is a public team that's undefeated. You can't tell me that there's not an inflation going on of on course. that line. It, maybe it should be 10 and it's 11. Um, I refuse to believe that Philly minus 11 is even a 50% bet. So what percentage of your Philly investment did you end up playing back on um, Washington? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, too okay. many, it's too many bets. Um, you know, it's funny because, like, I, I – I, um, I, I think I had like 7,000 on Philly on all my games of the year. And then I had a parlay card that won with Washington plus 11 and a half because I put in, um, 
uh, normally I wouldn't play a plus 11 app because it's only half point value. But I said to myself, you know, I'm going to be so overloaded on Philly games of the year. Let me see if I can punch. So I, I won a $4,000 parlay card the other way. And then I had the first half and the second half. I had the fourth quarter on Philly because I got the plus, I'm not Philly, on Washington plus three. Easy cover, I might add. I oh, of course. handicapped that one properly. Yeah, no know. help at all at the oh, end there. No, I, I've seen that. Anyone who've, who's followed Northwestern or Ohio State football knows, you know, these these laterals result in scores at the end. All of the, the time, right? Oh, I, I didn't even need the touchdown. Just a safety would have gotten me. There. Yeah. What, yes. uh, what kind of adjustments did you make on Philly and Washington after that game? Yeah, so I went ahead and moved each team a point, and I got to send out my power rates. I haven't done that yet, but um, I got to be honest, um, I could have done more in depth um, in terms of my analysis. I'm leaning towards lowering Philly point and a half now, though, because of the because injuries. Of injuries I think well. I'm going to knock them down a point and a half. We've hit the timber moment where the Philly tree has fallen. Philly is no longer in consideration to be the best team in the NFL. Buffalo has fallen. Also, it's the Kansas City Chiefs that um, by default, they're the best team in the NFL right now. I saw Pro Football Talk tweeted out their power ratings, uh, which are laughable, by the way. And the Bills, ninth in that. The Chiefs, two. And it's like, well, the Jets and Dolphins are ahead of the Bills. They have to be. They beat them head-to-head. Meanwhile, the Bills wins over the Chiefs and Ravens. Oh, those don't matter now because that's that's not recency. It, like the, These media power ratings are out of control. Yeah, so bottom line is uh, if you work for PFT and you're competent, you, you know this already, you need to quit. You need to go work for a company that actually has a clue of what they're doing. And if you don't quit, you're, endor- you're, you're indirectly endorsing the fact that you believe in, in this garbage, which is just so wrong on so many levels. It would be like being a part of, hey, we're a blackjack team, and we're, we're a blackjack um, uh, site that consults on people playing blackjack, and we're telling everybody to double down on seven against a five, all right? Because the dealer breaks a lot with the five. Sure. Yeah, but, yeah, but you can't draw the 13 of clubs. You know, you're not going to improve <laughs> seven very often. You know, so you get where I'm going, that it's just um, – and then people are like, well, Fez, you're – you know, and they'll always pick out they'll – they'll pick out like one sport. Like in the USFL, you were terrible and you were just – you know, you played in this contest and you were below 500. Yeah, yeah I've, I've hit 66% a whole bunch of contests also. You add it all up. I'm a professional gambler and I'll, and I'll put out a public cha- challenge. Anyone that thinks I'm not. You pick the effing sports book in Vegas. I don't care. You can pick Circa. You can pick Westgate. You can pick um, any place. I've got the apps in every, every place that lets me play. All right? So you can't pick um, a place that's barred me. Be, you can't probably, pick South Point. But you, you can't pick South Point because I don't have any track record this year because they don't let me bet. But you can pick any one of them, and I'm sure we go and we'll go back and get the records, and you'll see, you know, that, that Fez is in the black, you know, with his bets. Well, then you, you say, well, why does anybody let you play? Because I could just tell AJ Hoffman to bet for me. It's obvious. Right. It's not like I've got to physically go in there like a blackjack player and play. I could certainly just have somebody else play for me. South Point hasn't seemed to figure that out yet. Um, but the, the the bottom line, the proof is in the pudding. So anyone that thinks I'm not a winner. That would be well. Put up some money, and you pick you pick which sports book, and we'll, we'll we'll just have them print out my results for the year. Now we've we've talked about this game of the year on on Philly Washington. You tend to believe game of the years are overrated. I think that the the games of the year, the value that you get, it's it's easy to lock in a really good number, mm-hmm. 
and I think that like so often. Are you sure this isn't just recency because you just lost a great on a great number? That no, you I've had? done I've done great on the games of the year, but I can tell you, you know, and and Brad Powers like always laments this, where he's like. I've got 18 points of closing line value, and then UCLA loses outright right. to Arizona or something. Um, not that he bet that game, but use, just using right. that as, as an example. But in general, um, what the, the bigger the difference is, the more likely it is that you have a really great bet that it's a good bet to go in the other direction. So if you've got a team and you're betting pick them and the line goes to 10, probably the line should be more like 8, not 10. And it, so it's rarely wrong. So So when you're calculating your closing line value – I think take whatever it is, and sh- and if you think it's an eighty percent bet, it's probably only a seventy four percent bet. And last night, the Monday night game was a, a particularly bad example because there was no way to middle it when the the team that's favored, you know, by two, three, four, all you know, in the off season loses by double digits. It's it's impossible to find a middle. Um, not really true. Because you, there's all kinds of different ways to skin the cat. You certainly could have gone ahead and played plus 425 on the money line. You're like, but, okay. uh, but Fez, they could win by one or two. Yeah, and a meteorite could strike. Oh, no, you're right. That makes could it, strike the point. stadium and void the bet. You know, it does happen. But, the, but did the, you not consider playing money line? I considered it. Okay, I did consider it, and like that's a good example. So I'm gonna pull back the curtain. Um, you get free bets at casinos where you go ahead and you and you like sure. you put up a thousand dollars, they give you a thousand dollar free bet. Those free bets are best reserved when you have bet your balls off on something like the San Francisco 49er teasers down mm-hmm. to minus one half, or in this case, like a bunch of Eagles at minus three, um, and even two and a half early in the um, back in the spring. And then, boom, you just dare the casino. You're like, okay, I got minus two and a half and minus three, and I'm going to play plus 425 on my free plays. And yeah. It could land one or two. I'll take some Eagles first half plus, not some Eagles, some Washington first half plus seven half, some Washington plus 11. But I'll also sprinkle in some money line there with my free plays, which optimizes the free play. And frankly, I just want to lose badly because I really have my bigger position on the Eagles. So that's pulling back the curtain. Like I said, the free plays are awesome protection in, in games like that and teaser protection as well. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. All right, let's talk about actually let's let's get to your best bet and then we're going to have a second fez tale at the end of this show. Outstanding. Let's do um let's go the AFC West. Denver Broncos are hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. I think this is all about Raiders are dead. I think they're walk walking dead man walking. Uh Car- well, PFT thinks they're worse than the Texans, so There you go. <laughs> You know, and uh, Denver, I think Denver is the best defense in the NFL. I agree. I've been saying it for three weeks. I've been saying that Denver, like if Denver had any kind of offense, they would be a really good team. But because they've got an elite defense and a, a whatever the opposite of elite is, offense, I mean, they're about as poor as you can get on that side. It's hard to know what they really are. So I've got a, a really bad offense and a great defense in Denver. And in the Raiders, I have a really bad defense and a meh. Offense with the injuries that they that have that we currently. thought was would be better, but is that we thought not. would be top five, but it's average. Um, well, so Denver's better. Denver is a big home field, typically with the altitude. Sure. Uh, well, the situation spot must favor the Raiders. Then no, it doesn't. It greatly favors Denver. We got a Raider team that may well be quitting on the coaching staff. Unhappy with the quarterback calling them out, and don't forget, week four. It's just week four. The Raiders are zero and three. Game of the year. Raiders hosting Denver. Need the game like blood, and they get it. So now it's Denver with revenge as well. Denver wins the game. They win the game laying two and a half. It's not too much to ask. Uh, Denver, best bet. What about Derek Carr crying? Did he really cry? Oh, yeah. Hmm. 
Well, there's that this Diet Dr. Pepper ad where the girlfriend tells her, her boyfriend, you're, you're oversharing, Derek. You're oversharing, okay. right? You know? And okay. He was very emotional about how they how crappy they've been playing. And he's like, we work too hard for this. Mm. Give up too much time with our families for this. Hmm. And I don't know. That's the, uh, that's, that's the sign that maybe, maybe things are going to turn around. The, the Raiders are going to win the AFC West. They're going to win every game going forward. Miracles happen, right? Um, Probably I, I, not. We go back to the other people's money mo- uh, movie with Danny DeVito <laughs> when they, 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 the, the, the copper company says, one day the dollar will be strong and the yen will, will, will get weaker and the con- country will decide to rebuild the roads and New England copper and cable will, uh, will, uh, will rally and the current stock price being offered to us will be you know small compared to what our profits will be. And then Danny DeVito says, says amen. He says, this company's dead, because even if the dollar did this and the yen did that and the infrastructure did the other thing, you still, you're still going bankrupt, Raiders. Why? Fiber optics. The optics have made your team obsolete. Well, there you have it. Uh, the, a Danny DeVito reference on the Fezzik Focus podcast. All right. Uh, By the way, I, I didn't even know Danny DeVito played what team he played for last week. So. <laughs> It's Syracuse, <laughs> Illinois. I don't. It's all. It's been a rough week. I'm sorry, people. Let's do a second Fez tale. You got something special that you want to you want to get to here? Yeah, they both wear orange. Close enough. So, um, my mom did pass, and she wrote a book called "White Girl in Harlem." My mom grew up in Harlem. Oh, really? So despite the silver spoon that I had from the fourth grade on, um, my parents very much were working class New York City, City College of New York. So, my grandfather. Uh, was a, um, a union organizer. And what's interesting, so staunch Democrat, I never get into politics, but I was more of an Alex P. Keaton growing up, which was completely in contrast. I'm kind of embarrassed, you know, when I, you know, it's funny, I don't really, I didn't really realize any of this until I got old because I was stupid as a young kid. But, uh, well, let me read, it's about a three-page chapter, nothing to do with betting, but I think it, it, this is from the eyes of an eight-year-old. This is my mom, this is 1946, she's eight years old, union. Daddy has been working for the union for over a month. A few days at the supper table, he pulled out a stack of tiny little cards. Frank Wagner, business agent, Local 140 Furniture Workers Union, Fillmore 8-9177. My sister and I are feeling very proud of Daddy's cards. He's become an important person, someone who can do a lot to help factory workers. What's interesting, Daddy's no longer quiet while we are eating supper. He is full of stories about the Taft-Ackley arc, Act, um, Taft-Hartley Act, and so on. He can talk day after day about the history of the movement, why it's important, and why it's the only thing that will ever help poor people. He never runs out of stuff to tell us. Saturday, he tells us on Monday the local is going on strike, and he's giving out strike play. Oh, my God, Frank, my mother says, how can you carry all that money in this neighborhood? It's much too dangerous. Daddy pulls out envelopes in the bottom of a large A&P grocery bag, on top of the envelopes, he puts a box of cornflakes and a box of Cheerios. This is how I'll carry it. No one will ever know, he says. <laughs> um, on Monday night, Daddy is getting home late, and he comes in his nose is all bashed up. But he's smiling. Them company goons tried to keep me from giving out the strike pay. They didn't realize I was a tough guy. I even got in a couple good shots myself. The next Monday night, when Daddy comes home, it's even worse. He has two broken fingers. You think he, but you would think he would have just won a title fight the way he looks. Mom says he needs to go to the Joint Disease Hospital Clinic a couple blocks away, but Daddy says, nah, they will heal themselves. Who needs perfect fingers? On the weekends and some evenings, there are now men 
come to our apartment and talk to daddy. Most live in the neighborhood, and daddy says they've learned to trust him to help them with what daddy calls grievances and personal stuff. One man's wife is ready to have a baby, and he needs $19. Daddy tells us, bring the, our, our piggy banks. I don't want to, but I have to. Me and Marty bring hers, and we break them open, which comes to $2. Daddy finds 17 other dollars out of mommy's envelope, marked food, and says, we will manage this man's wife needs to be in the hospital. Another man's family is going to be thrown out of their apartment. They can't pay their rent. I want to hear what daddy says, but he tells me not to listen. Go and do your homework, he says. Now, when daddy walks down the street, lots of men touch their hats and say, Brother Frank, and nod their heads. Even though we seem to have less money than we ever did when daddy was a mattress maker, he seems so happy. He's so engaged. All he does is talk about his job. He never talked about his job before. He's doing the right thing to be a business agent. After school today, I was walking arm in arm with May when her, this is her childhood friend who told her, her parents told her, we can't play with you anymore. Um, you're just not the right kind of people for us, okay? Uh, her mother is, May's mother is walking down the street. I'm waiting for her to glare at me and tell me to stay away from her daughter. Instead, she says, Elsie, I was wrong about you and your family. I've heard about your father. You can play with May anytime. Very nice. Union. And very nice. And white girl in Harlem. And that, I appreciate you uh, reading that, Fez. I know it's a, a, a hard time for you, but it's good stuff. Good way to honor your mom. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Gram, Gram, my, my uh, grandpa, who passed away when I was uh, in high school. There you go. Yeah. All right. That will do it for another Fezic Focus podcast. Thanks to you guys for listening and making this podcast what it is. We appreciate it as always. Uh, you can hear this. You know, it's it's coming out a little early this week. Be out in normal time going forward uh, as Fez continues to take care of some things. But we, we appreciate you guys riding along with us, and we will talk to you next week. But for, you know what? We shouldn't talk to him next week. I got to tell him now. We're going to give them 20% off anything at pregame.com. Use the promo code CASH20. That's C-A-S-H-2-0. 20% off listeners of this podcast. Anything you want at pregame.com. You want Fez's, you want the rest of season NFL stuff. That's available now. Uh, You want McKenzie's basketball, his NBA. That's available now. Tons of great, Scott Seidenberg, who's his, hockey record is immaculate Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's plenty of stuff to get at pregame.com you use the code CASH20 and get 20% off anything there alright now we will with that news with that free money we will talk to you next week